Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to a new podcast series, Long-Term Care and Long-Term Care Insurance. My name is Thad Ismart. I am a senior financial planner at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. In this podcast, we're going to talk about long-term care, uh, long-term care insurance. Do you need it? Uh, what is it? We're going to also talk about the risks of needing long-term care, the costs of long-term care, not just cost of long-term care insurance, but the actual cost of long-term care, how it can impact you, your family members, your relatives. We're going to look at funding sources. And then we'll talk about the advantages of purchasing long-term care insurance, both financial and non-financial. What is long-term care? Well, long-term care is the type of care you need, uh, whether it's you or your family or someone you know, if you can no longer take care of yourself. And this could be either to a physical or a cognitive impairment. If you can't take care of yourself, that means you can't perform one of the basic activities of daily living. The basic daily activities include eating and bathing, dressing, toileting, continence and transferring. The most common, one of the most common reasons for cognitive impairment is Alzheimer's. Could be also dementia, Parkinson's. The need for this care may occur at any point, even if you're younger, but it's most commonly needed as you age. And it's estimated that about 70% or so of folks over the age of 65 are going to need some sort of care, long-term care uh, in their lifetime. So, of course, planning ahead is important, making sure that you are able to pay for this long-term care, whether that's out of pocket or through long-term care insurance or otherwise. We'll talk about other ways that you can pay for it and if you should or should not rely on those alternative payment methods. It's involved, long-term care has evolved uh, pretty considerably over the years. It used to be mainly associated with nursing homes, uh, but it's about... I say 80-85% of all long-term care now is received inside the home, home health care. Um, most people prefer to stay in their home and be treated and taken care of with help from family members rather than going to a nursing home. Of course, if you need to go into a nursing home, you need to go into a nursing home. But most people prefer it. Most, people, most care is received inside of the home. Other types of long-term care includes residential care. It can also include adult daycare. We talked about the nursing facilities, but also includes hospice care. Hospice care is mainly associated with end of life, uh, but it is considered part of long-term care. Long-term care can be fairly expensive. The average cost is about um, $100 a day, which is about $3,000 a month. The average cost is, could be north of $100,000 a year. Full-blown nursing home could be very expensive. It could be up to $300,000 a year course, planning for this is pretty important to make sure that you weren't surprised with these sudden costs. So how can you pay for this? Well, you may think you could rely on insurance or other government programs, but that may not be the case, and I'll tell you why. If you're thinking about health insurance or disability insurance, you're out of luck. Unfortunately, health insurance, or I say fortunately, but in this case, unfortunately, health insurance is intended to pay for uh, expenses associated with an acute illness. It could even be with serious illness, but there, there's an expectation that you will likely recover from the illness. 
uh, it's not going to provide you for any type of reimbursement from a home health care provider at all. Disability insurance, similarly, is meant to replace your income when you're unable to work, but there's no additional benefits for nursing home confinement or going into a nursing home or home health care. There is that expectation, again, that you're going to go back to work. Typically, it stops the insurance coverage, stops at age 65, because at that point, the disability insurance company is going to assume you're going to just retire. Sometimes they'll pay you for a couple of years after that. But close to 60, 65, 67 is where your disability insurance is not going to pay for it. So you can't really rely on health insurance or disability insurance to pay for this coverage. You may also think, well, what about Medicare or Medicaid? Well, if you listen to some of the other webinars and podcasts, you know Medicare is the government program that helps pay for health insurance for retirees. Uh, there's are, there are requirements, uh, but it's going to pay very little to to um, towards your long-term care expenses. Medicaid, you need to qualify for it. In other words, Medicaid is a program for the most destitute, the most poor. If you can pay for long-term care out of pocket, well, you have to pay for your own long-term care if you don't have long-term care insurance before Medicaid kicks in. They're going to require you to spend on your assets to a very low threshold. If you have a long-term care insurance policy that participates in the partnership program, then the threshold that you have to spend your assets down is much higher. What is a partnership program? Well, the states realized that many folks are relying on Medicaid to pay for the expenses, long-term care expenses. Uh, and it can be very expensive for the state of Maryland. In other states, other states have this too. So the state of Maryland decided, well, if you purchase long-term care insurance, we're going to raise that threshold that you have to spend down your assets to before Medicaid kicks in, which means you'll have to spend less out of pocket. And this is very important when it comes to married couples, especially when there's one spouse who requires long-term care and the other spouse is healthy and does not require the care. If they did not have a long-term care insurance policy with the partnership program or a long-term care insurance policy for that matter at all, they would have to, the spouse in long-term care facility, would have to spend down their assets to a very low threshold before Medicaid kicks in. And that could be significant. It could significantly deplete the invested assets for the spouse not requiring the care. Having the insurance policy that participates in the partnership program raises that threshold from, I believe it was about $2,000 that you'd have to spend your assets down to, to a much higher threshold of $1 or $2 million, which is significant. Medicare is not going to pay for your health insurance, or excuse me, your long-term care insurance. It'll pay for a little bit, but not most, most of it. There are strict requirements. Um, you need to go into a hospital. You need to go into a skilled nursing facility. And then some, there are some other requirements before Medicare will help pay for long-term care. And even if you well, qualify for uh, Medicare to pay for your long-term care expenses, it's only going to pay up to a maximum of 100 days. It's going to pay for about 80 days. And then after that, it'll help pay for the next 20 days or so, some out-of-pocket costs, and then you're done. Then you have to pay for the rest. So you can't really rely on Medicare or Medicaid for the most part, at least I wouldn't, um, when you can plan ahead to pay for Medicare. Thank you for listening to Long-Term Care 101. Stay tuned for another podcast, Long-Term Care 102, where we'll talk about long-term care insurance, the benefits, financial and non-financial costs associated with it. Uh, We'll also talk about premiums and what to expect with premium increases. As always, thank you for listening and goodbye. 
Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.